Hey, y'all. Hey! <laughs> it's going to be a weird one. I can already tell. <laughs> Welcome back to YY2K, everybody. I'm Rachel. I'm Maddie. We're doing um, a weeknight recording, which means there's a lot of disturbances. There's a lot going on. It's only like 7, but it feels like it's yeah, pretty pitch black outside. Yeah, daylight savings hit us like a truck. Yeah, but, suffering. You know, it'd be like that sometimes. It's fine. So, do you have a good day? Did you have any weird texts recently? Uh, come on. <laughs> we won't go over, but Maddie did receive an iconic text this week. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll reveal. <laughs> no, no name reveal. It's a mystery. No, no name reveal. Definitely not. No. But maybe text reveal at some point. When we had 100,000? Yeah. 100,000 listeners? I'll tell you all my secrets if we have 100,000 listeners. I mean, everybody will know all your secrets. Well. 100,000 people will know your secrets. If that will get us 100,000 followers, then it's worth it. Perfect. Perfect. Um, yeah, I'm still feeling just a little bit sicky in the nose region. You get sick for a long time. Yeah, I do. I get those low-grade sicknesses. Yeah. You do. Unfortunately. Um, I powered through. Maybe I am the alpha of the house. All right. All right. We're going to tussle. <laughs> I am the only one that didn't get sick this last round. So I'm here's saying. the thing about... No. No. Here's no. The thing. No. So here's the thing. No. I think our household doesn't have an alpha. Yes. There's I think no that's alpha. the most accurate thing to say. There's no alpha. No, no. alpha. But... We have been texting people who you think is the alpha of our home, and they know it's a trap. <laughs> We're a house full of very alpha women in certain ways. We all have our moments. Yeah. We're very strong people. I think Hazel's the alpha at all times. No. No? The way she scatters when someone enters <laughs> the home. Right. She do be treadmilling. And there's no pet is even an alpha. That's true. I feel like the closest is like Finn, just because he doesn't care about anybody. Because he's sleeping in the in the bathroom when you go to piss. <laughs> he's just so indifferent. Somebody, oh, we had a little Halloweeny party. Oh yeah, and um, very fun. We're excellent hosts. Uh, somebody came out of the bathroom and they go, "Is there supposed to be a cat in there?" And I go, "Yeah." Did that happen? Yeah. That's so funny. I was like, "Yeah, he kind of owns this place." That's so funny. So thank you to the homies who came to our party. Yeah, sure. I don't know if I already thanked you. I don't know. Did I? Thanks again. Th- thanks again. I think we already talked about the party. Well, oh, God, we're just going to cut it all out. What can I say? It's fine. This is not going to be an uncut episode unless no. we decide it to be no. uncut. Oh. No. Oh, she'll be cutting it. Yeah. She'll be cutting it. I will. She's going to cut out the gorsh. <laughs> no, I left the gorsh. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah. I wonder what the gorsh is going to happen in this episode. Good stuff, I'm sure. Good stuff. Where did we leave off? Uh, um, they were on the rooftop. Eating a lot of food. Mm-hmm. Pita oh, she was thinking, she said, sorry, sorry, sorry to the A-Box girl. Yeah. 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 Just some background info mm-hmm. those last episodes, so. Mm-hmm. I also, did they cut their tongues out? Or they said, like, cut their tongues, so they got, like, nubbin tongue? I don't know. Also, it would, I can't even imagine trying to speak without your tongue. I bet they cut the tongue out. Yeah. Because you'd have to get rid of a lot of tongue to yeah. not be able to make sounds. Because, I mean, you could still make some sounds. We both had that linguistics class yeah. in college. It was those, t- those tongue diagrams. Yeah. They show you where you're touching for each of the mm-hmm. different sounds. No, you can make sounds, but to be able to, like, not produce enough sounds to make words. That's, yeah. You gotta really not have a tongue. Tough. I mean, they probably just learned sign language, right? Probably. I mean, probably. I bet they're not allowed to, but I bet but I mean, yeah, like, in this, like, servants' quarters or whatever. They've got their own sign language, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into it. Yeah. 
Chapter 7. My slumbers are filled with disturbing dreams. The face of the red-headed girl intertwines with gory images from your earlier Hunger Games, with my mother withdrawn and unreachable, with prim, emaciated, and terrified. I bolt up, screaming for my father to run as the mine explodes into a million deadly bits of light. Dawn is breaking through the windows. Breaking dawn. Dawn is breaking. Breaking Dawn. Breaking Dawn. Breaking Dawn Part 1 and 2. <laughs> breaking Dawn the wedding scene. Oh, breaking geez. Dawn. You named my daughter after the Ice Monster. <laughs> breaking Dawn, Edward Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> Edward Jacob Cullen. Or Renesme. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> The capital has a misty, haunted air. My head aches, and I must have been into the side of my cheek in the night. My tongue probes the ragged flesh, and I taste blood. I don't love the probing tongue. Yeah. I hate the term probe, personally. It's just... It's not a word I like very much. No. Slowly, I drag myself out of bed and into the shower. I arbitrarily uh, punch buttons on the control board and end up hopping from foot to foot as alternating juts of icy cold and steaming hot water assault me. It's literally how they make icy hot. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> then I'm dulged. D- no. Deluged? Delud? Deluged? Disludged. Deluged? I'm disludged. Anyways, in lemony foam. Deluged. Then I'm deluged. Tessima. In lemony foam that I have to scrape off with a heavy bristled brush. Oh well. At least my blood is flowing. Car wash vibes. It is. But honestly, I love that. Yeah. Have you ever wanted to go through a car wash to like just your body? person, yeah. I want to get hit with the rags. The spinning rags. The spinny, the spinny ones that... Buff you? Yeah. I want that really bad. Push you all around. <laughs> you come out bruised and waterboarded. Oh, yes. We did just watch a Brenda Mondragon <laughs> chiropractic scraping video. Yes. I want that done to be so they bad. They bruise so fast and aggressively. Do it to me. I just know it feels so good. Yeah. Ugh, one day. When I'm dried and moisturized with lotion, I find an outfit that has been left for me at the front of the closet. Tight black pants, a slong... Nope. A slong? <laughs> wow. A long sleeve burgundy tunic and leather shoes. I put my hair in the single braid down my back. Yeah, she does. When people just say leather shoes, I'm just imagining, like, moccasins. And I know that's wrong. I don't know what to picture when I hear leather shoes. I think in, like, just, like, a like a Chelsea boot. I guess. Why like, she lace say boots. She you would know. say boots. That's why I'm thinking moccasins. But that yeah. that ain't right. Yeah. The ones with the fluffy indenture. <laughs> she's got her. She's got her insulated fluffy fur Crocs. Yeah, it's giving going to high school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is the first time since the morning of the reaping that I resemble myself. No fancy hair and clothes. No flaming capes. Just me, looking like I could be headed for the woods. It calms me. Hamish didn't give us an exact time to meet for breakfast, and no one has contacted me this morning. But I'm hungry, so I head down to the dining room, hoping there will be food. I'm not disappointed. While the table's empty, a long board off to the side has been laid with at least 20 dishes. A young man, an Avox, stands at attention by the spread. When I ask if I can serve myself, he nods. I load a plate with eggs, sausages, batter cakes covered in thick orange preserves, slices of pale purple melon. As I gorge myself, I watch a sunrise over the capital. I have a second plate of hot grain smothered in beef stew. Oh. Okay. Okay, it's, um, it's a heavy breakfast. There's a lot going on in this breakfast. There's a lot of protein in this breakfast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just like Men beans. stand up. <laughs> yeah. Greens. 
Finally, I fill a plate with rolls and sit at the table, breaking off bits and dipping them into hot chocolate the way Peta did on the train. Mm-hmm. She said he was onto something. She, yeah. I mean, it sounds kind of good. Mm-hmm. My mind wanders to my mother and Prim. They must be up. My mother getting their breakfast of mush. Prim milking her goat before school. Just two mornings ago, I was home. Can that be right? Yes, just two. And now how empty the house feels, even from a distance. What did they say last night about my fiery debut at the games? Did it give them hope or simply add to the terror when they saw the reality of 24 tributes circled together, knowing only one could live? Hamish and Peta come in, bid me a good morning, fill their plates. It makes me irritated that Peta is wearing exactly the same outfit I am. <laughs> she said, did you copy me? Why are we always 20? <laughs> when you get to the dance and someone's wearing the same dress as you. It's so embarrassing. God, Cinna, Portia, how would you keep doing this to us? <laughs> so funny because two seconds ago she's like, I'm slaying this outfit. It looks so me. She comes like, out and he, she's like, he's slaying it harder. <laughs> she's like, his butt looks better than mine. God damn it. <laughs> I need to say something to Cinna. The twins act is going to blow up in our faces once the games begin. Surely they must know this. Then I remember Hamish telling me to do exactly what the stylist told me to do. If it was anyone but Cinna, I might be tempted to ignore him. But after last night's triumph, I don't have much room to criticize his choices. I'm nervous about the training. There will be three days in which all the tributes practice together. I like that they get a little bit I was practice. just going to say, it's really funny to think about how they get trainings. Yeah, you're like, like, let's train you, and then we're going to throw you in and have you kill each other. That'll last, like, a couple days anyway. Yeah. Like, there's nothing you can learn. They want want you to put on a show. But also, it's like, you're going to, what, be, like, bad at having a sword? Yeah, I don't... I just... It's funny training. I don't know. It's not like there's guns. (laughs) Like, it's, like, literally survival, and then, like, like, machetes. Yeah. Which is crazy. They're like, okay, if you don't know how to make a fire, you're going to need to make one. But we're going to make it be pouring rain on the day you need to make a fire. So don't even worry about it. But also don't make a fire because they'll see your smoke and then they'll come kill you. Yeah. You know what I mean? On the last afternoon, we'll get the chance to perform in private before the game makers. The thought of meeting the other tributes face to face makes me queasy. I turn the roll I have just taken from the basket over and over in my hands, but my appetite is gone. When Hamish has finished several platters of stew, he pushes back his plate with a sigh. He takes a flask from his pocket and takes a long pull on it and leans his elbows on the table. So let's get down to business. Training. First off, if you like, I'll code you separately. Decide now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Hamish. That's how every decision at work feels. They give me an option. They go, decide now. Right now. Right now. (laughs) Why would you coach us separately, I ask. Say if you had a secret skill you you might not want the other to know about, says Hamish. I exchange a look with Peta. I don't have any secret skills, he says, and I already know what yours is, right? I mean, I've eaten enough of your squirrels. (laughs) He said, your squirrels go hard. (laughs) I never thought about Peta eating the squirrels I shot. Somehow I always pictured the baker quietly going off and frying them up for himself. He said, mother. <laughs> Come on. Katniss is She's mother. She's breadwinner for real. Mm-hmm. Breadwinner. Yeah. Well, Peta's the breadwinner. Who, who's the, the breadwinner? There's a bread and a winner. Fill in the blank there. <laughs> um, not out of greed, but because town families usually eat expensive butcher meat. Beef and chicken and horse. I know you love that because horses are back, right? <laughs> Even when it comes to eating them. Who said it? Wasn't me. No, it but was, it was me. No, it was But you. it was me. It was you. <laughs> <laughs> you can coach us together, I tell Hamish. Peter nods. All right, so give me some idea of what you can do, says Hamish. I can't do anything, says Peter, <laughs> unless you count baking bread. He's the perfect man. <laughs> 
He has no thoughts, no skills, just bread. Ugh, that's what I want. And he's slaying his little scrunch butt. <laughs> well, they didn't say scrunch butt. They're just black pants. Yeah, but I bet they look good. They're Burgundy. tight, remember? She said, didn't she? I don't know. Maybe I'm making that up. <laughs> burgundy tunic. I forgot he's in a burgundy tunic. <laughs> and leather, leather shoes. And his little moccasins. But he looks cute. <laughs> Sorry, I don't. Katniss. Wait, what? Oh, he said, <laughs> unless you count breaking bread. Sorry, I don't. <laughs> Candace, no, fuck you. <laughs> Candace, I already know you're handy with a knife, says Hamish. Not really, but I can hunt, I say, with a bow and arrow. And you're good, asks Hamish. I have to think about it. I've been putting food on the table for four years. That's no small task. I'm not as good as my father was, but he'd had more practice. I have better aim than Gale, but I've had more practice. He's a genius with traps and snares. I'm but I've right. had more practice. Oh. Yeah, she keeps saying it. <laughs> I, I had to do a double take to make sure I wasn't reading wrong. Um, I'm all right, I say. She's excellent, says Peta. My father buys her squirrels. He always comments on how the arrows never pierce the body. She hits She hits everyone in the eye. It's the same with the rabbits, she tells the butcher. She can even bring down deer. She got that eye shot. That's good hunting, actually. It's pretty good hunting. I mean, she's had more practice. Yeah, I mean... Could you imagine dying because you got shot in the eye? I literally, it's that, I would kill myself. <laughs> well, you don't have to. I would just be, be dead. dead. <laughs> That's crazy. It would, I, it would hurt for like one second because it's immediately in your brain. Yeah. Okay. Wild. Uh, this assessment of my skills from PETA takes me totally by surprise. First, that he ever noticed. Second, that he's talking me up. What are you doing? I ask him suspiciously. What are you, what are you doing? If he's going to help you, he has to know what you're capable of. Don't un underrate yourself, says PETA. I don't know why, but this rubs me the wrong way. What about you? I've seen you in the market. You can lift hundred pounds bags of flour. I snap at him. Tell him that. That's not nothing. <laughs> Tell again, him that. Again, perfect man. Yeah. Hauling around hundred pound bags of flour. Yup. Yep. Throwing some things around. <laughs> Come on. Yes, and I'm not sure. No. Yes, and I'm sure the arena will be full of bags of flour for me to chuck at people. It's L O L. Ijabal. <laughs> First time Ijabal's on the on the pod. It's here. <laughs> It's not like being able to use a weapon. You know it isn't. He shoots back. He can wrestle, I tell Hamish. He came in second in our school competition last year, only after his brother. i just imagining them watching a wrestling match. Yeah. They're in like, what, depressed District 12? Yeah, they're in their rags. They're coal dust. <laughs> they're so hungry. Yeah, it's just like, dark. They're like, Katniss, do you want to cook dinner or are we going to watch the wrestling match? And she's like, well, I didn't catch anything today, so I guess we're watching wrestling. They're like in the candlelight because they only have electricity <laughs> like a couple hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> What use is that? How many times have you seen someone wrestle someone to death? Says Peter in disgust. There's always hand-to-hand -hand combat. All you need is to come up with a knife and you'll at least stand a chance. If I get jumped, I'm dead. I can hear my voice rising with anger. But you won't. You'll be living up in some tree eating raw squirrels and picking off people with arrows. You know what my mother said to me when she came to say goodbye as if to cheer me up? She says, maybe District 12 will have a winner. Then I realized she didn't mean me. She meant you. First up, Peter. <laughs> Peter, I'm so sorry that your mother's a raging bitch. This line goes so hard in the movie. Yeah. Uh, you're like, no. Yeah. My poor little Peter. <laughs> Not me. Not Hermione. You. It's so sad. Oh, yeah. Poor Peter. She's like, my son's got no skills. Skills level yeah. zero. She's like, bye. <laughs> have fun dying. Wish you were still around to lift the flower. <laughs> yeah, she's like, this sucks. I'm gonna have to have another son. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, I have another son wait like 15 years. Ugh. Um, oh, she met you, I say with a wave of dismissal. She said, she's a survivor, that one. She is, says PETA. Oh. That makes it even worse. God, when your mom uses the wrong pronouns. <laughs> for Come you. On. Uh, this pull, uh, that pulls me up short. Did his mother really say that about me? Did she rate me over her son? I see the pain in Peter's eyes and know he isn't lying. Suddenly I'm behind the bakery and I can feel the chill of the rain running down my back, the hollowness in my belly. I sound 11 years old when I speak, but only because someone helped me. Peter's eyes flicker down to the roll of my hands, and I know he remembers that day too. But he just shrugs. People will help you in the arena. They'll be tripping over each other to sponsor you. No more than you, I say. Peter rolls his eyes at Hamish. She has no idea the effect she can have. He runs his fingernail. <laughs> That's really throwing me back to Twilight of like, you have no idea the effect you have yes. on people. You have no idea. <laughs> but in a more genuine way. Yeah, because it actually matters. Yeah. He runs his fingernail along the wood grain in the table, refusing to look at me. What on earth does he mean? People help me? When we were dying of starvation, no one helped me. No one except PETA. Once I had something to barter with, things changed. I'm a tough trader, or am I? What effect do I have? That I'm weak and needy? Is he suggesting I got good deals because people pitied me? I try to think if this is true. Perhaps some of the merchants were a little generous in their trades, but I always attributed that to their long-standing relationship with my father. Besides, my game is first class. No one pitied me. I glower at the role. Sure, he meant to insult me. After about a minute of this, Hamish says, Well, then. Well, well, well. Cadmus, there's no guarantee there'll be bows and arrows in the arena. But during your private session with the game makers, show them what you can do. Until then, stay clear of archery. Are you any good at trapping? I know what uh, I know a few basic snares, I mutter. That may be significant in terms of food, says Hamish. And Peta, she's right. Never under- underestimate strength in the arena. Very often, physical power tilts the advantage to a player. That would be my advantage in the field. Physical strength. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, that's so true. Yeah. <laughs> that would be it. <laughs> like, Whoa! There she is. First, my first move in the in the arena is I rip the sleeves off my shirt and I start flexing. Perfect, and now you'll be cold. I'm intimidating them. Now you'll be cold. They're going to drop dead at the sight of me. Right, yeah, for sure. <laughs> In the training center, they will have weights, but don't reveal how much you can lift in front of the other tributes. The fans, the same, also the gym. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Don't never let them know your full potential. We're over there with the five-pound dumbbells. Just practicing. <laughs> yeah, these are really heavy. <laughs> we can't even lift the 40s. We're like, uh, the plan's the same for the both of you. You go to group training, spend the time trying to learn something you don't know. Throw a spear, swing a mace, learn to tie a decent knot. Save showing what you're best at until your private sessions. Are we clear? Says Hamish. Peter and I nod. One last thing. In public, I want you by each other's side every minute, says Hamish. We both start to object, but Hamish slams his hand on the table. Every minute. It's not open for discussion. You agreed to do as I said. You will be together. You will appear amiable to each other. Now get out. And now Meet kiss. <laughs> now make out. Meet Effie at the elevator at 10 for training. I bite my lip and stalk back to my room, making sure Peter can hear the door slam. I sit on the bed, hating Hamish, hating Peter, hating myself for mentioning that day long ago in the rain. It's such a joke. Peter and I going along, pretending to be friends, talking up each other's strengths, insisting the other take credit for their abilities, because, in fact, at some point... We're going to have to knock it off and accept we're bitter adversaries, which I'd be prepared to do right now if it wasn't for Hamish's stupid instruction that we stick together in training. 
It's my own fault, I guess, for telling him he didn't have to coach us separately. But that didn't mean I wanted to do everything with PETA, who, by the way, clearly doesn't want to be partnering up with me either. She's popping off right now. She needs a journal. Yeah, she's in her rage she needs to go cage. For a run, I think. Get her, her. get her in a rage room. Someone put her out in the woods and let her <laughs> kill a deer. <laughs> bare hands just poking a deer in the eye oh god um i hear Peter's voice in my head she has no idea the effect she can have obviously meant to demean me right but a tiny bit of me wonders if that was a compliment that he meant i was appealing in some way it's weird how much he's noticed me like the attention he's paid to my hunting and apparently i've not been as oblivious to him as i'd imagined either the flower the wrestling i've kept track of the boy with the bread okay hold on the thought that i'm thinking right now mm-hmm. is we're always talking about how it must be so quiet in men's brains Mm -hmm. like straight white men's brains it must be so quiet in there i'm just imagining this chapter like written from like a man's point of view and pita being like yeah we went and then katniss was underselling herself so i said that she was good at hunting yeah and then i went back to my room and then now i'm taking a little nap and then we have to go to group training (laughs) meanwhile she's like what does it mean does he try to demean me or is he into me (laughs) he's literally dead asleep right now he's like chugging hot chocolate He's like, oh, God, I hope I didn't drink too much and I don't throw up. There's elevator music upstairs. <laughs> he's, like, watching TV or whatever. Yeah. He's in the up. shower. Yeah, he's, he's like, playing shower. He's pruned up in the shower because he can't stop playing in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost 10. I clean my teeth and smooth back my hair again. Anger temporarily blocked out my nervousness about meeting the other tributes. But now I feel my anxiety rising again. By the time I meet Effie and Pete at the elevator, I catch myself biting my nails. I stop at once. Me when I'm in a biting nail phase. I literally gel painted my nails yesterday and then ripped them completely off at work today. Oh. Every single finger. Yeah, you sure did. I didn't bite my nails though. Okay. So we're good. Okay. Proud of you-ish. Yeah. Kind of. Thanks. Thank Um, you. (laughs) The actual training rooms are below ground level of our building. With these elevators, the ride is less than a minute. The doors open uh, into an enormous gymnasium filled with various weapons and obstacle courses. Although it's not yet 10, we're the last ones to arrive. The other tributes are gathered in a tent circle. They each have a cloth square with their district number on it pinned to their shirts. While someone pins the number 12 on my back, I do a quick assessment. PETA and I are the only two dressed alike (laughs) in their tunics. They're going to train in their tunics? I'm confused. Okay, whatever. As soon as we join the circle, the head trainer, a tall athletic woman named Atala. Atala's slang. Yeah, no, she, I mean, a tall athletic woman named Atala. Oh my god, is her name? Atala. Atala is literally in her name. Atala steps up and begins to explain the training Atala schedule. Atala and a short so. It's a man. Yeah. <laughs> Experts in each skill will remain at their stations. We will be free to travel from where, from area to area as we choose per our mentor's instructions. Some of the stations teach survivor skills, survival skills, others fighting techniques. We are forbidden to engage in any combative exercise with another tribute. There are assistants on hand if we want to practice with a partner. When a t- I can't remember what I'm saying. Atala. <laughs> I'm bad at names. When Atala begins to read down the list of the skill stations, my eyes can't help flitting around to the other tributes. It's the first time we've been assembled on level ground in simple clothes. My heart sinks. Almost all of the boys and at least half the girls are bigger than I am, <laughs> even though many of the tributes have never been fred properly. You can see it in their bones, their skin, and hollow look in their eyes. And maybe smaller naturally, but overall my family's resourcefulness has given me an edge in that area. I stand up straight, and while I'm thin, I'm strong. The meat and plants from the woods combined with the exertion it took to get them have given me a healthier body than most of those I see around me. Not the casual flex right now. She said, yeah, I do that Whole Foods plant-based diet. (laughs) 
She's like, yeah, no, I'm like buffy AF, like all these skinny, malnourished kids. It's ridiculous. These tall, malnourished people. She's like, yeah, they've got, they're bigger than me, but they're, they're super weak. Can you even- starving. Can you even hunt, bro? <laughs> and they're like, no, we don't have woods. <laughs> no, I'm in the water district. Yeah, it's like, no, I'm in the desert, dog. <laughs> the exceptions are the kids from the wealthier districts, the volunteers, the ones who have been fed and trained throughout their lives for this moment. The tributes from one to two and four traditionally have this look about them. It's technically against the rules to train tributes before they reach the capital, but it happens every year. In District 12, we call them career tributes, or just the careers. And like it or not, the winner will be one of them. And like as not, the <laughs> winner will be one of them. That's a good sentence. That was an awful sentence. <laughs> the slight advantage I held coming into the training center, my fire entrance last night, seems to vanish in the presence of my competition. The other tributes were jealous of us, but not because we were amazing, because our stylists were. Now I see nothing but contempt in the glances of the career tributes. Each must have 50 to 100 pounds on me. 100 <laughs> pounds? I mean, if you think about it. She's I'm just small like... and skinny. She's probably like 100 pounds. Yeah, that's fair. Cause she's 16. Yeah. I, can tell I guess that's why I was on hundred pounds at 16. <laughs> I don't know the last time I was on hundred pounds. I was over under. They project arrogance and brutality. When Atala releases us, they head straight for the deadliest looking weapons in the gym and handle them with ease. I'm thinking that it's lucky that I'm a fast runner when Peta nudges my arm and I jump. He is still beside me, per Hamish's instructions. His expression is sober. Where would you like to start? I look around at the career tributes who are showing off, clearly trying to intimidate the field. Then at the others, the underfed, the incompetent, shakily having their first lessons with a knife or an axe. Oh. Sometimes that's how I'd be feeling. Losers. Incompetent and shaky. Nar. <laughs> Nar. Suppose we tie some knots, I say. That's, oh, they're that's tying such the knot. a fun way to... Uh, well, that's such a fun way to, like, suggest an activity. Suppose we tie some knots. Like, suppose we go on a walk. How we're going to start asking men on dates. Suppose. Suppose we Netflix and chills. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. For sure. Right you are, says PETA. We cross to an empty station. Even with... that. Right you are. <laughs> they're, they're slaying this. Mm-hmm. They're slaying this weird, awkward communication they're having. <laughs> we cross to an empty station where the trainer seems pleased to have students. You get the feeling that the not tying class is not the Hunger Games hotspot. When he realizes I know something about the snares, he shows us a simple, excellent trap that will leave a human competitor dangling by a leg from a tree. We concentrate on this one skill for an hour until both of us have mastered it. Then we move on to camouflage. PETA genuinely seems to enjoy the station. Swirling a combination of mud and clay and berry juices around on his pale skin, weaving designs from vines and leaves. The trainer who runs the camouflage station is full of enthusiasm at his work. I do cakes, he admits to me. The cakes? I asked. I've been preoccupied with watching the boy from District 2 send a spe- uh, spear through a dummy's heart from 15 yards. What cakes? At home. The ice ones for the bakery, he says. <laughs> He's like, what do you mean, what cakes? He's so cute. He is so cute. He's, He's like, like yeah, an artist. Yeah, that's me. So you thought I just baked the bread? I actually decorate the cakes. Yeah. He's like, like your birthday cake that you never got because you're too poor to afford it? That was me. <laughs> That was me. He he means the one they display in the windows. Fancy cakes with flowers and pretty things painted and frosting. They're for birthdays and New Year's Day. When we're in the square, Prim always drags me over to admire them, although we'd never be able to afford one. What did I say? say? Called it. (laughs) Called it. 
There's little enough beauty in District 12 though, so I can hardly deny her this. I look more critically at the design on Pita's arm. The alternating pattern of light and dark suggests sunlight falling through the leaves in the woods. I wonder how he knows this, since I doubt he's ever been beyond the fence. Has he been able to pick this up from just that scraggly old apple tree in his backyard? Somehow the whole thing, his skill, those inaccessible cakes, the praise of the camouflage expert annoys me. I love that she's like, every time he thrives, I hate him. Like, what's going on here, sis? It's lovely. If only you could frost someone to death, I say. Okay. This right. is petty. Okay. This is petty. Shut up, Katniss. <laughs> Shut up and do Wait, your kegels. <laughs> Peter's like also fighting for his life too. Yeah. Kenneth, like shut up. Okay, I know you're like, oh, only one of us can win, but that doesn't mean he has to die immediately. Yeah, no. He can become a killer first. Yeah. Don't be so superior. You can never tell what you'll find in the arena. Say it's actually a giant cake. Because <laughs> Peter, he slayed that. He said, so what? Yeah, yeah there will be a. Who's going to be embarrassed when it's a cake arena? <laughs> yeah. It's actually a baking challenge. The Hunger Games is just the Great British Baking great great show. show. Yeah. Everyone else is spearing the ovens and, and so he's like... going home, you get killed. <laughs> oh my god. There you go. Say we move on, I break in. So the next three days pass with Pita and me going quietly from station to station. We do pick up some valuable skills from starting fires to knife throwing to making shelter. Despite Hamish's order to appear mediocre, Pita excels in hand-to-hand combat and I sweep the edible plants with test without blinking an eye. We steer clear of archery and weightlifting though, wanting to save those for our private sessions. The game makers appeared early on the first day. 20 or so men and women dressed in deep purple robes. Okay, Lent. Get into it. (laughs) (laughs) They're giving up their families and their lives for lunch. Not willingly. (laughs) They sit in the elevated stands that surround the gymnasium, sometimes wandering about to watch us, jotting down notes, other times eating at the endless banquet that has been set for them, ignoring the lot of us. They do seem to be keeping their eye on the District 12 tributes. Several times I've looked up to find ones fixated on me. They consult with the trainers during our meals as well. We see them all gathered together when we come back. Breakfast and dinner are served on our floor, but at lunch, the 24 of us eat in the dining room off the gymnasium. Food is arranged on carts around the room and you serve yourself. The career tributes tend to gather rowdily around one table as if to prove their superiority, that they have no fear of one another and consider the rest of us beneath notice. Most of the other tributes sit alone like lost sheep. No one says a word to us. Peter and I eat together and since Hamish keeps dogging us about it, try to keep up a friendly conversation during the meals. It's not easy to find a topic. Talking of home is painful. Talking of the present, unbearable. One day Peter empties our bread basket and points out how they have been careful to include types from the districts along with the refined bread of the capital. The fish shape Shaped loaf tinted green with seaweed. From He's District like, did 4. you notice the fish breath? He's like, do you see all the bread? <laughs> it's like this bread's crazy. <laughs> the crescent moon roll dotted with seeds from District 11. Somehow, although it's made from the same stuff, it looks a lot more appetizing than the ugly drop biscuits that are the standard fare at home. And there you have it, says Peta, scooping the breads back in the basket. You certainly know a lot, I say. <laughs> Only about bread. He says. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> Only about bread. <laughs> he, said, he said, I got one topic and I slay it. <laughs> Jack of all trades, master of none. Peter doesn't know that life. No. He's put in the 10,000 bread hours. Yes. Okay, now laugh as if I've said something funny. We both give a somewhat convincing laugh and ignore the stares from around the room. Ha 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 
All right, I'll keep smiling pleasantly and you talk, says Peta. It's wearing us both out, Haymitch's direction to be friendly, because ever since I slammed my door, there's been a chill in the air between us, but we have our orders. Did I ever tell you about the time I was chased by a bear? I ask. No, but it sounds fascinating, says Peta. I try and animate my face as I recall the event, a true story in which I'd foolishly challenged a black bear over the rights to a beehive. Peta laughs and asks questions right on cue. He's much better at this than I am. On the second day, while we're taking a shot at spear throwing, he whispers to me, I think we have a shadow. I throw my spear, which I'm not too bad at actually, if I don't have to throw far, and see the little girl from District 11 standing at back of it watching us. She's the 12-year-old, the one who reminded me so of Prim in stature. Mm. Up close, she looks about 10. She has bright, dark eyes and satiny brown skin and stands tilted up on her toes with her arms slightly extended to her sides, as if ready to take wing at the slightest sound. Mm. It's impossible not to think of a bird. (laughs) So sad. She's so cute. I pick up another spear while Peta throws. I think her name's Rue, he says softly. I bite my lip. Rue is a small yellow flower that grows in the meadow. Rue, primrose, neither of them could tip the scale at 70 pounds soaking wet. <laughs> Talking about weight in She's this. obsessed. <laughs> it's like how uh, Bella was obsessed with measurements. Yeah. Like miles and inches. Yeah. <laughs> she hurts a pound for her. They're really solidifying us in the world. <laughs> they said, you know, a 70 pound little girl. That looks 10. That looks 10. Yeah, that's her. Uh, what can we do about it? I ask him more harshly than I intended. Nothing to do, he says back, just making conversation. Now that I know she's there, it's hard to ignore the child. She slips up and joins us at different stations. Like me, she's clever with plants, climbs swiftly, and has good aim. But she can hit the target every time with a slingshot. But what is a slingshot against a 220-pound male with a sword? So true. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's what dating feels like. Okay. <laughs> All right. But the, but the, the slingshot and the sword are your incomes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not fair. <laughs> back, to, uh, back on the District 12 floor, Hamish and Effie grill us throughout breakfast and dinner about every moment of the day, what we did, who watched us, and how the other tributes sized up. Cinna and Portia aren't around, so there's no one to add any sanity to the meals. Not that Hamish and Effie are fighting anymore. Instead, they seem to be one of be of one mind, determined to whip us into shape, full of endless directions about what we should do and not do in training. Peta is more patient, but I become fed up and surly. When we finally escape to bed on the second night, Peta mumbles, someone ought to get Hamish a drink. I make a sound that is somewhere between a snort and a laugh, then catch myself. It's <laughs> <laughs> so normal. <laughs> messing with my mind too much trying to keep straight whether when we're supposedly friends and when we're not at least when we get into the arena i'll know where we stand don't don't let's pretend when there's no one around does that sentence make sense don't let's pretend when there's no one around i get the idea but it's a wild sentence that because don't let's pretend do not let us pretend there you go (laughs) okay anyways anyways english is weird all right katniss he says tiredly after that we only talk in front of people on the third day of training they start to call us out of lunch for our private sessions with the game makers district by district first the boy then the girl tribute as usual district 12 is slated to go last We linger in the dining room, unsure where else to go. No one comes back once they have left. As the room empties, the pressure to appear friendly lightens. By the time they call Rue, we are left alone. We sit in silence until they summon Peta. He rises. Remember what Hamish said about being sure to throw the weights. The words come out of my mouth without permission. Thanks, I will, he says. 
You shoot straight. I nod. I don't know why I said anything at all. Although if I'm going to lose, I'd rather PETA win than the others. Better for our district. Yeah. For my mother yeah. and Prim. Yeah. You're getting it now. Yeah, for sure. After about 15 minutes, they call my name. I smooth my hair, set my shoulders back, and walk into the gymnasium. Instantly, I know I'm in trouble. They've been here too long. The game makers sat through 23 other demonstrations, had too much wine, most of them, want more than anything to go home. There's nothing I can do but continue with the plan. I walked to the archery station. Oh, the weapons. I've been itching to get my hands on them for days. Bows made of wood and plastic and metal and materials I can't even name. Arrows with feathers cut in flawless uniform lines. I choose a bow, string it, and sling the matching quiver of arrows over my shoulder. There's a shooting range, but it's much too limited. Standard bullseyes and human silhouettes. I walk to the center of the gymnasium, pick up my first target, the dummy used for knife practice. Even as I pull back on the bow, I know something is wrong. The string's tighter than the one I use at home. The arrow's more rigid. I miss the dummy by a couple of inches and lose what little attention I had been commanding. For a moment, I am humiliated. Then I head back to the bullseye. I shoot again and again until I get the feel of the new weapons. Back in the center of the gymnasium, I take my initial position and skewer the dummy right through the heart. Then I sever the rope that holds the sandbag for boxing, and the bag splits open as it slams to the ground. Without pausing, I shoulder roll forward, (laughs) come up on one knee, and send an arrow into one of the hanging lights high above the gymnasium floor. A shower of sparks burst from the fixture, and not her breaking the room. She's literally putting her whole not the, the chest shoulder into roll. Her whole chest into I think it. We should do a shoulder rolling lesson. Yeah, we can for sure do that without let's injury. Do, like, let's like make a video. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> video coming soon. Our shoulder our sho- roll. How to shoulder roll <laughs> from two professionals. Yeah. It's excellent shooting. I turn to the game makers. A few are nodding approval, but the majority of them are fixated on a roast pig that has just arrived at their banquet banquet table. Suddenly I am furious that with my life on the line they don't even have the decency to pay attention to me. That I'm being upstaged by a dead pig. My heart starts to pound. I can feel my face burning. Without thinking, I pull an arrow from my quiver and send it straight at the game maker's table. I hear shouts of alarm as people stumble back. The arrow skewers the apple in the pig's mouth and pins it to the wall behind it. Uh Everyone stares at me in in disbelief. Thank you for your consideration, I say. Then I give a slight bow and walk straight toward the exit without being dismissed. She eats that so hard. She literally couldn't have done any better. She said, this is BS. She said, fine. That's one of my favorite parts in the movie, too. It's a good one. It's a good one. She's such a girl boss. Oh, Katniss, Katniss, you dropped this. Lift's crown. Here you go, queen. Here you go. I thought you were referencing the apple and the pig's mouth as Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, she slays so hard. Oh, my God. Um, okay, wait. I didn't realize the whole, like, training montage is in one, epi- one episode. Yeah. One chapter. That's why it goes so fast. Like, you don't realize it. Yeah. You think there's so much time, and there isn't. They're... Okay, here's... They're doing it all right. Obviously, we know how it goes later. So, mm-hmm. like, why they told us about the, like, stations they went to. But it's like, you gotta be going to all of them. Mm-hmm. They got professionals at yeah, all of them. That's true. It's giving she career day. She wanna should have done the arrows so she had a feel for them first anyway, I think. Maybe. Like, just even pick one up and be like, yeah. Because uh-uh. she, she's good, so she can pretend to be bad. Just saying. But... I don't know. They slayed that. That was a good chapter. That was a good chapter. I enjoyed that one. It was fun. It was fun stuff. I love my bread boy. Do not let us pretend. No, I was like, <laughs> I was like hello? That threw me for a loop. I'll yeah, admit. No, it's I'll confusing. Admit. But. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Well. I love the Hunger Games. I love the Hunger Games. It's so good. 
It's picking up pace. We're gonna be in the arena before we know it. That's <laughs> so true. It's coming. Mm-hmm. It's coming. You know what else is coming? Content over on Instagram right, at right. YYTK Pod. Right. Potentially on TikTok, a shoulder roll video yep. at YYTK Pod. Mm-hmm. I know you want to see it. Make sure you're following. If you got any friends who, for some reason, are on Apple Podcasts instead of Spotify, they can listen now. They can. You can it's tell a big them. Deal. You say hi, weirdo. Hi, stinky. Hi. First of all, get back on Spotify. So you can compare raps. <laughs> yeah. But second of all, now you can listen to YYTK. Yeah. So I mean, a little gift for you. Yeah. A pre-Christmas gift. Alrighty. Well, thanks so much for listening and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.